Recording in progress. Thank you all so much for joining me today. Before I begin, I need to pray. Father God, we just come boldly before your throne of grace. We thank you so much for being a part of our lives. We thank you so much for just giving us access to you, access to your Holy Spirit. Thank you for giving us your word so that we can understand what your will is for us. That is inspiration for our lives, God. So I just ask that you please allow the Holy Spirit to lead me in this discussion. Thank you so much, Holy Spirit, for filling me up. I just pray that you allow me to discuss everything that I need to discuss today. Do not let me forget anything. Um, but most important, let us receive your word and retain your word. In Jesus' name, allow us to live a life that is pleasing to you, God, while allowing us to be bold. Let us let us utilize every single area of influence in our lives so that we can impact the lives of every single person that we encounter in the name of Jesus. So we just thank you right now, Lord, that your will be done in our life. In the name of Jesus Christ, it is still in your common blood. Thank you. Amen. Thank you all so much for joining me today on Laws, Life, and Health. Let's talk about it. So um, today I am going to continue on talking about women's health. And I know I, my voice might sound a little scratchy, but I do feel a lot better compared to the, the way that I was feeling on Thursday. I like literally felt like I had five different strands of COVID or something, okay? Like my nose was running constantly, my throat um also i had drainage which is like um sinusitis uh so, so sinusitis is when you have sinuses above your your eyebrows is where your sinuses are right here right it's like right here this area here and so when when that um is draining it drains in your eyes and then it goes down all the way into your throat and so like i had drainage that was severe and i i actually was feeling bad the whole entire weekend and i was praying to god and god was just you know saying that i was healed you're healed and um so during that process god said to me he said how do you know that you're healed even though you don't feel like you're healed. And I was like, oh, God, this is just, I know that I'm healed because I believe and I trust in you. So I know that, you know, my body is catching up to your healing power. See, once you are healed from something, you have to understand that God has already healed you. You're, you're fine, right and so um just because the doctor gives you a report on something it doesn't necessarily equate to that is what is going to be your destination so just because that's that's something that has been said to you that doesn't mean that that's the final report so you have to understand that you are healed you just have to believe it even though you can't see it and even though you don't feel like it you just still have to know that you are and so like i literally was up the entire weekend, tossing and turning all night. I used so many rolls of tissue. And um, so I'm, I'm glad I'm feeling better. Thank you all so much for praying for me because I really did need it. Um, My throat is, I have been coughing a lot, quite a bit today, not too much like I was uh, yesterday. So it's like sub subduing. Um, so let me go ahead and uh, get into the word today. But before I do, I would like to let you all know that so um today I, I stayed at home for church 
And um, I looked at Paula White Ministries and her son, Pastor Brad. It was so interesting today. So I would really like to discuss some of the things that he talked about. And also the APC Morgan Park. I am APC, all right? Um, even though I'm not uh, actually living in the city of Chicago, that is still my church. And so um, I watched him today too. So I had like a lot of information where God was just pouring into the pouring the Holy Spirit into me where I, I could receive God's word. And so I just want you all to know that, you know, despite whatever circumstances that you're enduring, that God is a mighty God and he, he can do overly exceedingly abundantly above all the things that you can ask or even think to imagine. Okay. So let me go ahead and um, share my screen. Hopefully you all can hear me. Um, let me also cut this air off in here. Um, so I do apologize about the, the weight. So if you all could just give me one moment while wow, let me go uh, cut this air off. All right, I'm back, everybody. And I wanted to say thank you so much for uh, joining me today. Um, so I am going to talk about women's health again. Now, when you think about women's health, right, um, you're, you're probably like, okay, well, how does that, how does it influence your relationship with others? Because that is what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the relationship that you have with other people, also the people that you encounter, and um, your level of, you know, the, the type of relationships that you're building with other people. And so today, um, Pastor Brad, now, now uh, what was that, Thursday? Thursday, I was talking about my professor, Brad. Um, Dr. Bradley Olson, who I somehow just constantly stay in cahoots with. So um, I'm just actually just satisfied with the direction, the trajectory of the way that this is, is going on. I did file an appeal at school. And so I'm waiting to hear back. But in the interim of that, I was able to actually look online at a lot of different other universities. And I was like, oh, my God. Like I'm missing out in so many different um, other opportunities that I would like to be, you know, um, incorporated in. So I'm trying to see. I don't think I want to post the school, the next school that I'm going to go to. But I'm I'm sure that my school, they're pretty um, accountable. And so um, hopefully with the proof that I've provided, they'll be able to rectify that situation. But I, I just I feel that it's unfortunate that I, I really don't know if I really want to stay there or, and continue pursuing this this opportunity at the school. I've been a student there for a very long time and um, since about 2007. And I really do enjoy being a National Lewis University, but 
I just think right now is not the right time. I think for me as a student, I am a critical thinker and God has allowed me to analyze things, not just from my perspective. And so when I'm analyzing a situation, I'm, I'm not trying to be subjective. I'm a very objective person. And, and yes, uh, many times we're always going to have some subjectivity, right? But it'll be a foolish ideology to think that you're not going to have some biases. But even with that being said, I think that when we're in an academic setting, it calls for us to make sure that we're intricately inclined to understand that people are going to have differences. They're going to have different ideologies, you know, something because of the way that we grew up, you know, our pre-existing thoughts and belief systems and all of these things sort of impact our current beliefs and norms, right? And so everyone doesn't have this cultural convergence that society always wants to try to embark with this um, cultural appropriation. Now, I don't, I don't think it's really anything wrong with cultural appropriation, but I, I do think that the issue is that, you know, if we are educators and we're learning, we should be able to talk about many of the issues that are in, in going on in society. And so, yes, National Lewis University, they do provide a rigorous um, program. However, um, the, the professors are not as rigorous. They are not as understanding. They're not as you know, a transparent as you would think. Um, that some are very radical, and um, I just think that it doesn't correlate with my learning style. I um, prefer to have a wide uh, range of topics to discuss. I am. Um, I like to broaden the scope, not just to analyze things from a liberal perspective, but also that of a Republican. I'm not a. I'm not a liberal. I am a, um, con a conservative libertarian, and so many of the ideologies are, you know, radically um, and focused uh, or attenuating to that of liberal uh, radicalism. And I just some of those things I don't agree with, and I think that we should, as educators, be able to attenuate to not just our own perspective, but you know, those perspectives of people who think critically or analyze things from a different lens from that sort of radicalism. And so um, that doesn't work for me. And so it, it's just not working now. And I, I you know, I, I actually waited since March to hear a response about this. Um, and I provided all the proof that's necessary in order for um, this, to, you know, these type of false allegations to be removed from our record. It's really a lot of email communication um, with me and uh, Dr. Olsen. Um, but, you know, th that's neither here nor there. I'm sure he's been flourishing in other areas, but I'm not sure how those areas are thriving because when you have a person that can lie about something so small, I'm, I'm sure that there are a lot of other lies that are taking place, not just within the academic setting, but in also the personal and professional ethics. We as um, researchers, we have to maintain a certain level of ethics and it'll, um, I, I wouldn't want to like, you know, like go over all of these emails and stuff. So I'm not going to do that. What I will, I just would like to say is that I appreciate you all praying for me. And I want you to know that God does, um, even though when some situations they may seem or be perceived as bad or negative, but if you analyze it from the perspective that God has for you, it's no situation is by coincidence. And so God, you know, even though this may seem like a bad situation, I've done a lot of work. I am a very hard worker when it comes to my academics. And so it is, um, it's unfortunate that I have to go through these unnecessary things, but 
you know, um, God is also showing me other opportunities that I could possibly miss, be missing out on. And so I'm actually glad in a way that I was able to see it um, sooner than later. So, you know, I, I have no like negative perspective towards the school itself because it isn't the school. It was just some of the employees that they hired at the school. And, um, so, you know, it's, that happens. And so what can I do about it besides move forward? And so that's the goal. Um, so the pastor today, pastor Brad at, um, Polarite ministries, this is what he talked about. He talked about, um, so God created the heavens and the earth. <clears throat> and so when he created the heavens and the earth, God saw that everything was good. And so what I would like to go to is to Genesis and what he talked about. So now this is what I learned today from Pastor Brad. It was so amazing. I'm sitting there like, oh my God, like God, you talking to me. God is talking to me right now. So, um, so looking at uh, the book of Genesis, I, I think it's in chapter two. So let me pull up Genesis chapter two. Genesis two. Okay. And so basically what he was talking about is, okay, so we see um, how by the, okay, look at just Genesis two, verse two. No, let's look at Genesis two. Just start at verse one. Um, thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work of, cre of creating that he had done. So it talks about this is the count of heavens and the earth when they were created, when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Um, it also talks about, so just going down, um, moving forward a little bit, when we look down at, uh, let's see, verse 18, right? So everything was good that God had made. When you look at chapter one, God created the heavens and earth. God, God created everything in earth. Uh, so let's actually, let's go back to chapter one. So we can look at how God talks about these things. <coughs> So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good. See, God saw that it was good. And so God see that when he said it, it was done and it was good. And so he separated the light from the darkness. So God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. So, and then it says in verse six, and, and God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the vault and separated the waters under the vault from the water above it. And it was so, uh, God called the vault sky and that, and there was evening and there was morning the second day. And so, um, and so we see, actually, I would like to look at the King James version because the uh, King James gives a different um, interpretation of it. So going down back to verse six, it says, and God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the water. So the NIV says a vault, but in the King James Bible, it says a firmament. So a firmament is a big round um, shape. And so we know that the earth is round because this is what the Bible says. Um, so if you look at firmament, the earth is made like a spear. So it isn't flat. All right. So in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. 
And so, and God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament. So basically, just we seeing in verse 10 and God saw that it was good. Um, and then also in verse 12, it says at the end, and God saw that it was good. And so we see and um we see that everything that God created, it was good in verse 18, and God saw that it was good. So moving forward into Genesis chapter 2, this is what he said. And uh go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. It said, And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a help meet for for him. So look, 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 before we get there, um, look at what look at what God did. Now I want to go back to the NIV version with this one on. So you see the NIV version, it talks about, let's see, when he created Adam here. So you see that uh okay. Let, let me just start at verse four. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created, when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. So no, now no shrub had yet appeared on earth and no plant had yet sprung up for the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth and there was no one to work the ground, but streams came up the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. So we see that, you know, there are some things happening on the earth. And so now the Lord God is planting a garden in the east in the Eden. And there he put the man he had formed. The Lord God made all kinds of tree grow out of the ground. Trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So we see that God had given Adam everything um, that he needed, right? Uh, so in verse 18, it says, the Lord God said, it is not good. For a man to be alone, I would make a helper suitable for him. And so I know I was talking last week because I, um, so my ex was like pretty adamant about being in a relationship. And so um, I just don't want to say that it's not like I didn't care because I do, um, but I am celibate and I have been celibate since June 10th of 2022. And I, I just know that last week I just kept saying I don't want a relationship and I don't want a relationship. And so today when I saw Pastor Brad um, preaching about the about Genesis and Adam being alone, um, God had given Adam everything he made him. He gave him the ability to have dominion over the earth, you know. And so um, the Lord God said it is not good. After everything that God had created, he, he says that it is not good for man to be alone. So I would make him a helper suitable for him. So and I know that the Bible also talks about if if you burn it, if you burn with lust, then you should marry. But if you don't, then it is better to unmarry. This is when Paul was talking about um, the marriage and stuff in, in uh, Corinthians. And so the Bible, God is saying that it was not good for men to be alone. So God, God gave Adam everything. So God doesn't actually want us to be alone. So I'm just going to take that out of my vocabulary and say that I am not going to get used to being alone, even though I like being alone. Um, because I do. I actually like the praying, the worshiping, the, you know, focusing on God and just the trajectory of the way that God has my life going right now. I think that, um... You know, God is just really doing some things in my life. And just for me being able to be as close to God as I am right now, it means a lot to me. 
And so, um, I know I was saying that last week. I was like, well, I don't want to be in a relationship because I don't. But what I am going to say, I'm going to revise that statement. And so recant what I said last week. I'm recanting, taking back what I said and say that if I do um, end up, you know, talking to someone, I want to make sure that they are believing in God just as much as I do, that they love God as, as much as I do. And that, you know, they can't respect the fact that we're going to be celibate in our relationship until God pushes us further. Okay. Um, and so that's what I'm saying from now on. All right. Um, because of this verse right here. So that kind of meant a lot. Um, I really like studying the old and the new Testament. So this is when today, uh, pastor Brad was talking about relationships. And so what this means is that God wants us to have relationships. So when you, when you look at this, let's look at, let's look at helper, uh, suitable for him. So let's go to the strong concordance. I thought I had to put up. I guess I don't have the strongs put up. It's okay. <coughs> okay, so now we let's look at. I have to look at the King James Bible in order to see exactly what it says. I think it just says "help me" um in the King James. Help meet, and I did go over this, I believe, um, before. So, 18 is the Lord God said, It is not good for the man, should it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a and help meet for him. So, let's look at help meet. Okay, and so what I would like to say is basically when you look at things in the strong concordance, and I know I do this every single day, but it's okay because, you know, it's about spreading the knowledge to all of the new hearers, people that are just tuning in. So this is fine. Okay, so what's really important to understand is that the Bible is written in Hebrew scrolls in the Old Testament, and in the New Testament, the Bible is written in Greek. And so it's so important to make sure that when you're analyzing the word of God and you're trying to search different words, that you are analyzing the strong concordance, which interprets the Hebrew. It interprets the Greek for us. You're going to look at those words from the King James Bible so that you can get a close analogy of what the Hebrew scrolls is saying and also what the Greek. So the Bible is written in two different um, type of texts. The Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament is comprised of the Hebrew scrolls, which is uh, the first five chapters in the Bible is uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. And those are considered the, the Torah or the law. And so um, the Old Testament are the books from Genesis to Malachi. The New Testament are the books from Matthew to uh, Revelation. Okay, so anytime you search a word in the Bible, and for instance, you type, like I just typed in help me, right? It's going to tell me each time that that word was mentioned in the entire Bible. So the word help me is mentioned in the Bible four times. Um, and so from there, uh, it doesn't look like I see, it doesn't, I don't see a Strong's number attached to it. Um, but once you click on the link there, it'll take you to a different place. 
And so you can analyze it in more in depth. It takes you to phbpbible.org. Um, and so you can look at the outline. It draws an outline of that scripture. It also gives you some commentary. It gives you the dictionary. Um, it also gives you the lexicons, right? The lexicon numbers are, are also considered the Strong's numbers. Then they give you the introduction, the Hebrew um, actual um, spelling of it and everything like that. And so it doesn't look like they give us the Strong's numbers for help meets. And so let's look at that. We're going to look, we got to have to dive further into that. So we're going to look at help meets and um, I think it was, it's another text that I look at. It's called the Hebrew, um, uh, ancient Hebrew, right? Okay. So in ancient Hebrew, help me, um, what it means is, uh, it is Strong's number 5828, and it just means helper. So the second word is, uh, and, and the way that word is pronounced is called Ezer. Ezer. Okay. Um, so the Hebrew phrase is Ezer uh, Kanagito as help meets for him. Other translations provide additional translations, including a helper fit for him or a helper as his partner or a helper comparable to him or a helper for his counterpart. So that is what it means. Um, and so the word Kanagito is a little more complex. So the base word is the word uh, Nagit, uh, which is a strong number 5048, which will be discussed um, a little bit here. So Nagit is often referred to something that is face to face with something else. And so um, they talk about Hagar went and sat down uh, opposite to her son. This is in Genesis 21 and 6. And so they go on like a real in-depth word study. Um, so Ezer Kanagito literally means as found. Um, I will make for him a helper as his opposite. So it just means opposite and also um, a helper. And so when you think of a helper, um, you look, look this word up in the dictionary. It also has, um, it means... Uh, <laughs> a relatively unskilled worker who assists a skilled worker, usually by manual labor. So a helper, okay, is somebody who's going to be there to support you um, because the man was what? The man was created in God's image. The woman was created in the man's image. And so we were derived from man and the man was, but the man was created by God. And so this is so important to understand the chain, um, the order. And so understanding that we need relationships in order for us to feel, be complete, because this is what God says. This is what the word of God talks about. God created. He said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help me for him. So we should have relationships with people. And so I had wrote down a few things um, based off of what he was talking about today. Give me one moment. I'm trying to make sure I can. 
I'm always writing. Okay. I kind of wrote down a lot of stuff. Um, oh, okay. So, so basically, he didn't actually use this terminology either. But the way I interpret it is... People are sometimes they're viewed as objects and not people. That's the way I perceive what he was saying. He kept saying that, you know, we look at people and you place a value on their time or some people. Like for me, I will honestly say because of the the type of time that I've invested into my future, I used to feel like, well, wait a minute, you you if you need any, a lot of help from me, you're gonna have to pay me for my time. You know, you have to pay me for my knowledge. But like it, at times when I'm just helping someone just to help them, like, okay, that's fine. I'm not charging for any of that. I'm just helping you just because I feel that I should help you. Um, but if I'm doing just say a business plan and uh I'm creating a whole vendor application for somebody, of course you're gonna pay me for my time. You have to pay me for the knowledge that I have in order to help you. Uh, sustain your business so that is just something that if you work you deserve to get paid but just think about well what he was what pastor Brad was saying today he said that the way we the way we analyze people it's like the way i perceived it was we look at people as objects and not as humans and, and so we should be looking at others as human to human contact it should be human to human like you need help, I'm here to help. So let me give you an example. Recently, um, I, I I don't even think I want to talk about that, but I'm trying to wonder if I should. Um, so well, I, I can. So I I actually I gave something to somebody that was of, of value, and the reason why I gave it to them was because. Okay, so well, someone was was talking about my laptop and then they was like um that is so nice um where did you get that i said I, I got it from amazon and i actually have another one that i don't use um so i have i actually have two screens but i can have three screens on my laptop but i don't use them all because um i don't need them and so i, I just use this one extra one on the side here and so I said, okay, well, you know, you sound like you, cause she, cause she just kept saying, well, if, you know, if I had something like that out, that would really help me out. That'll allow me to do my work more effectively. And I, I was like, okay, well, I, I can give you the one that I have. I, I don't use it at all because I don't actually use it. I haven't used it once. And so all I did was hook it up and plug in the cords and I never use it. So I, um, I actually sent this to her, but, but then it was like she just kept saying to me, "Well, I haven't opened it, and I haven't opened it." And and it was like I kind of felt like the situation was like, "Okay, well, I don't know if this." Like I asked her a question about something, and she just it was like some weird stuff going on. I don't know. And I was just like, "Well, I don't, I don't think you are appreciative of what I just gave you. Like I gave you a expense something very of value, and." She was just like unappreciated. I was like tracking her down, 
just to see if she had received it and everything because she wouldn't like text me back and say she received it or anything i'm not it's like first that's the number one thing i'm like okay so if, if you this is abnormal like if you get somebody something you want to say okay well i'm going to, you know i received it this is like almost over a week uh, 10 days later it's still not there yet i'm like well did you check the confirmation um that you know the tracking and everything and she said um finally when i text her again she said yeah well i did get it i just i haven't opened it and then when i saw her, she i haven't opened it and i and i was okay so I'm, I'm just like okay well maybe maybe she doesn't need it right and um so that's kind of like how i felt about <coughs> about that situation so i asked her um so since she doesn't need it right and she's because she doesn't seem like she's too helpful with you know like with everything else like i asked the question about um about something that was kind of important and she was like basically like no um like she doesn't even want to answer one question that i asked now I, I was just like this this isn't right you know so i i asked her to ship to ship it back and everything at first she was like well no this is gonna go two ways you're gonna pick it up or you know um you're gonna have to send me money to ship it i'm like oh my god really that why do i need to do all of that but i mean it's fine so what i can do is just have somebody pick it up so she she tells me i can have somebody pick it up like a week later and i'm like that doesn't make any sense so i was like um no and then she says well I'm, I'm gonna have someone i'm just gonna have someone bring it i don't know what was going on it was too much going on so i just sent her the money and i asked her to send it back and um so I, hopefully i'll be able to give it to somebody who really want it um i don't use it my kids don't need it and um they have laptops and so this is just an extra laptop screen to go add on to your uh, laptop so um hopefully i'll be able to give that away to somebody who really needs it um but i wanted to also get back into just the relationship about how we are communicating with people the reason why i brought that up was because of the fact that you know i really didn't know this this person and so what i felt was that we should be able to help people and you know if you if they if they are really adamant about something and you know that you have like an extra item at home to give it's so important to give to those that are appreciating things because i've learned in life that a lot of times you could do things for the wrong people and they would never ever they would they would never ever show their appreciation for what you've done you know they they they'll remember everything else besides how you were there for them and so those are people who really um don't appreciate what you do for them and so what's really important is to understand that people that don't remember your name but they remember how you treated them they're gonna always be appreciative and so that's that's the thing we need to really be impacting the lives of people that are open that are transparent that are willing to listen and they are not gonna just be actors of change but really go out here in the world and really be about change okay so well a person can say well i want the best for you 
and then they just leave you right there where you are how can they really want the best for you so it's so important to me that when i say things out of my mouth i really live by those principles so what that means is this that if you say something to me i'm going to place value on that i'm going to place probably like i don't know what level value i may place but i am going to place value on the things that you say um because i think that it's so important for us as um as as community members that we should be sitting here really really valuing and and understanding other people in order for us to be able to resolve a lot of different things that are going on in society we have to be able to work collectively together if we can't work together if we can't communicate if we if we're unable to you know resolve some things that is going to maybe have disruptions in uh conversations but it'll lead to conflict resolution <coughs> so yes we we might just dislike some things but it doesn't necessarily equate to us having to avoid them we have to address things head on we need to be able to really value the opinion of others place a, a place a certain level of importance we see that jesus Many times when he talked to the Pharisees, um, <coughs> when Jesus was talking to the Pharisees, he said that you can, he said Matthew and Matthew 20, let's go there. <coughs> Matthew 23 and three. It says that, so you must be careful to do everything they tell you, but do not do what they do for they do not practice what they preach. Now you have to understand this. There are a lot of people in society who um, they they have they act like they have good motives in order to bring about change in society. But really, if you're not feeling those type of changes, then are they what are they really delivering to your community? So it's so important for us to make sure that we're placing value on the important things that people discuss and talk about. We need to place value on it in order for us to bring about solutions to certain things and we start in our relationship so women's health have a lot to do with the type of relationships that you are building the type of relationships that you're forming in the long term and also in the short term what type of associates do you have do you have people that when you're when you're giving to them are they contributing to your life can they add value to they to your life or are they just withdrawing and then they'll withdraw and then they'll withdraw but they'll never deposit anything in your life right so the it's so important this is imperative right the reason why this is imperative for us all to know to be able to adopt is because we have to not just be people that withdraw but we have to be people that also deposit I value the opinions of other people. Um, despite what it it doesn't it doesn't matter about what the topic could be. You know, when we see we see Jesus will always, always communicate with the religious Pharisees and God knew what their intentions was for him. So so we see, look, look, in one instance, let's go here. I wanted to uh Actually, I, I thought I was going to be talking about something else, but I see the Holy Spirit is leading me to talk about this. So, um, 
So Jesus knew what they, okay, so this one is, um, <clears throat> excuse me. He said to the man, forgive me. He knew what they were going to, he knew what they were thinking. And so they, they had evil in their hearts. So it's like Jesus still communicated with these people. Because guess what? The religious Pharisees, they still needed to be taught. You understand? They still needed to learn. So it's like, okay, yeah, they, they hearts are hardened. Yes, they still entertain the evil in their hearts. Yes, but Jesus is still talking to these religious Pharisees. And so this is a clear indication that God still wants us to communicate with people that are lacking in knowledge. All right. Um, and, and it doesn't mean that, you know, just because um, they are highly educated, that they don't lack in knowledge. We all have failed at some point. Right. We don't know everything. So it's okay for us to read about a lot of things. It's still so much stuff that I'm learning. I learned the more and more that I continue to read the Bible, the more and more I gain new founded understanding of it. It's because like 
the level of maturity it grows as you continue to read the word you get like it's it's the same revelation it's the same scripture but now it's just being applied somewhere different in your life so it's coming you you're you're receiving it and perceiving it from a different perspective at that moment so yes it's the same scripture but it's like okay well wait a minute god this is really like revealing something more to me than when i read it the last time and so we need to understand that jesus knew their thoughts um you you will understand what people motives are through the power of the holy spirit because it allows you to have discernment it allows you to see things and so yes it is okay to still be um, it is still okay to communicate with people who are not always spiritually inclined. But what we should be doing mainly is really just focusing on teaching them. Okay. And, and so Jesus didn't have conversations that would not incorporate conflict. These people were thinking evil, just like Jesus said. They were blasphemed. They said it. This fellow is blasphemy. Right? And so with that, it's like, well, wait a minute. Jesus goes around because he knew what they was thinking. Now he's going to tell the same people that they think that he's blasphemy. He's going to tell them that they entertain an evil. So he goes, <coughs> he goes and say, why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? So Jesus is, is very bold. We see this, right? Because I don't think Jesus was saying it was like, how did he say it? Well, see, why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? We know that Jesus didn't say it like that. He didn't, he didn't say it in a passive way, right? He couldn't have said it in a passive way. He went around and said, why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? Jesus is bold, okay? Jesus is outspoken. Jesus is a truth seeker, a truth teller. Okay? Jesus tells the truth. Do you understand? So this is these are characteristics of God, who God is. We see that he's very outspoken. We see that that Jesus is bold. This is a bold move that he's doing right here. So could this really like be perceived with the Pharisees? Like they're probably like, who do you, who do you think he's talking to? They, they probably like, look, they know the law. They've been studying the law. He comes along and he's a carpenter and, and he's trying to tell them about the law. And then now, now he's going to call them evil. But, but they know the law because they know everything. Okay. See, they've been doing that. They've been knowing about the law for years. You can't nobody tell them about the law. Because, see, they know everything about the law. They're the perfectors of what the law is. Even though they're not going to practice the law, they know exactly what the law say. That's what the religious Pharisees know. That Jesus... How is Jesus supposed to come around and tell them something different about the law when they've 
been sitting high in the synagogues. They've been doing this for years. But see, Jesus knew what they were thinking and say, why do you entertain evil in your thought in your hearts? So we see Jesus is bold. Another instance, uh, let's look at Luke, Luke 5, 22. <coughs> Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, why are you thinking these things in your heart? So this is another instance here. Uh, Mark 2 and 8. Let's go to Mark 2 and 8. <coughs> Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? See that? Which is easier to say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven on the side. Get up, take your mat and walk. But I want you to know that the son of man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone. They praised God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. So we don't see that the Pharisees are saying this. We don't see any of that. They're, they don't say anything else after they saying that. He's blasphemy. They said they just says, who can forgive sins but God alone? This is what they say. So... They're not acknowledging, oh, gee, Jesus just, he just told that man to get up and walk. And he was paralyzed. And he got up and walked. So that miracle, that miracle took place in front of them. And yet they still did not believe that Jesus was God manifested into the flesh. So you have to understand, yes, they're they're gonna be very they're gonna be bad reports that are um given, but that does not mean that you have to accept those things, right? Um, so that <clears throat> I did want to look at um there there was this there was somebody at my school that she had talked about doing a research at Harvard. And when she did this research, it was on women's women's health and it was about women's breasts. And and so it was like a 70 year old or 71 year old lady who actually had went and um, she didn't want to get like a mammogram and she didn't want her breasts uh, checked. And so they wanted to do a study a uh, Harvard well, Harvard University wanted to do a study on her to figure out, you know, why is it that black women don't like to. um why is it that black women are not as comfortable with getting in breast exams as other people, as other women are? And so this 71-year-old lady, she, I guess, when they finally got a chance to examine her breast, um, she had lumps in her breast. And and so the researcher who was who's telling the stories to everybody, she says that the lady, the 70-year-old lady says she had them lumps in her breast for years. For years, she had lumps in her breast. She's 71 years old. So, like, 
I think I talked about this already. Um, I believe I talked about it on herbal medicine and tra versus traditional medicine. And so I would like to go back maybe one day, um, sometime maybe next year, where I could, you know, do more like an in-depth analysis of the herbal medicine versus the traditional medicine. But I wanted to talk about that for a minute. Let me let me go ahead and pu and pull up the uh, post. Let me pull up the post here. One second. So what that's loading. Let's finish looking at. Uh, let's finish up the character of, of Peter. So I have been talking about the um, five Bible characters who were successful. Who were successful after miserable failure. And please understand that I am going to go back to talking about the cancer and. Um, uh, there are some articles that's pertaining to cancer and stuff like that that I will I, I would like to talk about. Um, but let me go ahead and finish up this Bible character. And I still know that I have the Toxics Link article that talks about menstruation uh, waste. And um, so I, hopefully I am going to get around to doing that. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about Peter. Now Peter, um, Peter could have been perceived as uh, uh he well he was a fisherman and i i just think well my pastor at innovation church he said well pastor could have been acting like a thug when he sliced that man ear when when jesus was sitting there uh and they were trying they was about to take jesus uh to be crucified you know that's when judas iscariot had basically um judas iscariot would have betrayed jesus with the kiss and so that's what happened. And and Peter goes and, and cusses the man ear off. And so uh our pastor talked about Peter today. I believe it was Pastor uh Bill Ellis had talked about Peter. No, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't Bill. It was I think it was still Pastor Brad. He was still talking about it at uh Paula White Ministries. He was saying that uh Peter, see, he didn't know that he would deny Christ. Um, three times because see that's that's in your human nature. And so this this is in your your human nature. So your human nature, you know. Uh, hold on, let me pull up this. Let me pull up this picture. Your human nature is you're going to go through intense pressure and warfare. You're going to go through that. And so that's what he says. And I was like, I thought that that was really interesting. Um, But even when you are going through intense pressure and warfare, you still have to be present in the lives of other people. So God still wants us to be present in the lives of other people. So just looking at this story with Peter and um, how he just had cut off the the guy's ear, and so uh, let's let's look at that scripture for a moment. Okay, it says. 
Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it, having a sword, drew it, and smote the high priest servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Then Jesus, then said Jesus unto Peter, Put up thy sword into the sheet. The cup which my father hath given me shall I not drink it. So he's saying that, you know, like what's destined for for him is destined for him. So you have to understand that when when Jesus Christ became uh when Jesus Christ manifested on the earth, he was 100% God and 100% man manifested into the flesh. Okay? And so as that took place, God is still God in heaven. While now we have the human God here manifested into the flesh. That's Jesus Christ. So Jesus now being here on in the earth as 100% man and 100% God didn't use his powers to defend himself. He used his powers to provide healing to those that were sick, to heal the lame, to heal those that were paralyzed, to heal all of those people to raise the dead and those things. God didn't use his power to justify his means, to support, you know, the, the people that were spitting on him, the people that were beating him. Those are the same people that Jesus died for. And so we have to understand that. And for instance, so let's talk. I want to. I want to give you all a story. So now, man, you. Um, this is somebody that I have known a very, very long time. And so, like, when it comes to me having to, um, have when it comes to me going through uh, situations and things like that, I know a lot of people. Okay, and so when you are when you know a lot of people and you've been around so many um different personalities you have to learn how to adapt to you know different conversations different personalities of individuals some people are aggressive some are timid some are really emotionally inclined while others are not some people are very aggressive uh, aggressive in their language aggressive in their body language some are not some are really timid and soft-spoken while others are very aggressive and loud tone so you, when when you know different this many different types of people you had you learn how to have adaptability in your communication level so it was like one time i remember i asked my friend i say you know could you close close that door and so he said the door is closed the door is closed open <laughs> and so now man you me and my son is sitting here and while we're sitting, I'm like, what do you mean that the door is closed open? So you, you'll get like kind of used to people that lack accountability. There are so many people in this world that lack accountability. They, they have avoidance. They feel like they're power struck. They have privilege. And it's not just white people that have privilege. It's also every single race of some cultures have privileges you have some african americans who are highly educated who are now privileged you have individuals who are hispanic who have very um uh nice careers which changes their socioeconomic status. and now guess what they are considered 
privileged. So you have people, not just within the white culture that identifies as privileged, but there are other people in different cultures, including the minority African-American, uh, Hispanic, that are also privileged, right? And so whether or not, you know, people want to accept those things, it's still the truth. You have privileged individuals in every single culture. Like, for instance, you have individuals that are radicals in every single religion. For instance, you have many of the Ku Klux Klan. They have taken the Bible to justify their means to an end. You have a lot of uh, Muslims, which you have the, the, the Shiite Muslims. You have the Sunni Muslims. And then you have uh, ISIS. You have radicals in, in Islam, but they are not all radicals, right? But you have radicals that's there. So you have extremists, right? People with extreme ideologies and, you know, all of these beliefs that are so strong. Some people with these extremities, it causes them to have a lack of accountability, a lack of um, trustworthiness. Um, they are hindsight biased, so many different things because of the fact that they have these extreme ideas. And so I asked my friend, could you please close the door? And so he did not close the door. He said the door is closed open. And so for me, I just couldn't stop laughing at that because the door wasn't closed the door was open and so he said it's closed open and so me and my son we were just sitting up there laughing so hard i was like oh my god what is what are you talking about so when you when you have been around some people who have come up with some of some of the most i would say some of the most persuasive ideologies to convince you of their wrong perspective right if a door is closed that means it's closed shut if a door is open it's open how can a door be closed open right I, i've never heard of that that was the first time i ever heard somebody say the door is closed open okay so um that was funny actually so sometimes you can't allow everything that you hear to get you upset you can't allow it to get you mad you just have to sit back sometimes and you have to laugh about things because that's how you have to laugh about it and then you just pray about it because sometimes you can't help but to laugh it's like wait a minute did you just did you just say that like i know i know that you did not just say that so that like how how or why would you just say that right and so um that's that's how you have to look at that so how how are you basically um how are you hold on i had wrote it down being present in the lives of other people so even though a person who lack accountability may be around you or someone who is um, uh, have avoidance personality or somebody who has imposter syndrome or someone who has high emotional sensitivity, right? We have all of these different scenarios of people where, you know, we, we need to learn how 
to sort of adapt. But you still have to be your authentic self and still have conversations about things that are uncomfortable. And we see this is this is what's happening with Jesus. Throughout the entire Bible of Jesus being here, he will always be bold. And we see that the word of God is God's authoritarian word for us. It's the inspiration that he gives us. The word of God is supposed to be inspiring for us. And so we see here that so Judas, Judas betrayed him. Knew the place for Jesus all time resorted thither, thither with his disciples. Judas then, having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, coming thither with lanterns and torches and weapons. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said unto them, Whom seek ye? So basically, whom do you look? Who are you looking for? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus said unto them. I am he and Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with them. And so then, as he has said unto them, I am he, they went backward and fell to the ground. Then asked he them again, whom seek ye? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I have told you that I am he. If therefore ye seek me, let these go their way. So let basically let these people go their own way. Let me um look at this in the NIV version. So it says, then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Jesus commanded Peter, put your sword away. Shall I not drink the cup the father has given me? Then the detachment of soldiers and his commanders and the Jewish officials arrested Jesus. So you understand. So these are people who are within god's church you understand so how are you being involved in your relationship with other people so it's like you have a duty or do you do you feel that you have a duty to impact the lives of the people that you know if you see someone in need do you not help them or do you turn you not help them by turning by, by turning away like you don't see it. There are so many people in this world that see the inequity and the different things that is taking place in the workplace, right? In the academic setting, right? And um and different just social institutions, right? We see all of these things taking place. And nothing is being done about it. People lie even with proof, right? Why Why are they able to do that? Why are they able to consistently get away with doing those type of things? So you have to understand the reason why they are is because God allows things to happen. God allows things to happen because of the fact that nothing is by coincidence. And when you go through an experience, it is meant to show you something. What can you pull out of this situation? 
What is God trying to show you? What is God trying to get you to pray about? What is God trying to teach you? How is God trying to influence you? Is God trying to influence you to be bolder? Is God trying to influence you to, you know, be brave? Is God trying to influence you to, you know, um, just be a leader? Is God trying to influence you to take initiative? Is, is God trying to use you in order for you to make an impact, a positive impact? Is God trying to use you to be an influence? So what are you learning from the situation? We see that in verse 11, Jesus commanded Peter, push her sword away. Shall I not drink the cup the father has given me? And so many people don't seem to understand this, but, but Jesus was God 100% in the flesh, but God himself was still in heaven. There are three entities within the Holy Trinity. That's the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. So no one gets to the father except through the son, which is Jesus Christ. You need to be equipped with the Holy Spirit in order to, you know, um, be, be, you know, in order to be born again. You, you are born again once you receive the Holy Spirit. So you understand the, the direction you have directives that is given to you by God through the power of the Holy Spirit. Through the word of God. The word of God is his inspiration. So everything that happens, God has allowed it to. So why did God allow it to? What good can you take out of this, a negative situation? So those are the things that God wants us to analyze. Now going back, I want to um, now, okay, I'm finally able to pull up the blog. And it's still loading. I had to click on the other link. So going back to what my friend said, the door is closed open, right? That sounds really funny, but it's like saying things like that and doing things like that. When you know that it's cold outside, it's like, okay, can you close the door? And they're like, the door is closed open. Like, who wants to debate? Who wants to argue? Well, what I learned a long time ago, my grandmother, she told me this, okay? She says that some people, God puts you in their life because God is the one that will use you to tell that person something. And so God have used you to be in their life to have access to them people because of the fact that you are the only person that can say certain things to them. You are the only person that can actually really impact their life. God has used you to be that person that it's okay if you yelled at them, but not nobody else. You can't yell at everybody. Unless you know them personally. Right? Unless you know them personally, you can get away with doing that. You, unless you know them personally, you can get away with saying that. Unless you know them personally, you can get away with certain things. Then if you didn't know that person, you probably wouldn't be able to get away with doing. So understand that what God wants us to do is we need to be impacting the lives of every single person that we encounter. So... It doesn't matter what you feel. It doesn't matter about what you feel um, is bothering you with that person. 
If God tells you to do something, that's what you need to do. So, you might be feeling in your mind that, well, I'm going to just leave that person alone. I ain't going to say this. I ain't going to do that. But if God have you positioned to be around that person, that means it's for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. It's nothing by coincidence. And so, that's what I believe. And so, God has positioned us to impact the lives of everybody that we encounter. Every single person. No one is exempt. And I really would like to go into... Uh, let's see here. This one is not it. I was on the other. Um, <coughs> so we see that Peter, he was, um, Peter could do things based off of what this author's uh, reflection of Peter. He says that Peter uh, being dumb, rude, stupid, uneducated man, but Jesus changed him into a smart preacher. So, he says that he thinks that this perception is far from the truth. Yes, he denied Jesus, which was one of the biggest failures. Yes, he was a little foul mouth. He was also a hypocrite, as Paul called him out later. But Jesus didn't choose a guy using some sort of any, mini money mo game. He knew that Peter very well. And because he knew him, he chose him. So God does not choose you and me just by random look, right? He knows us. We may have a few failures in our records, but we can learn from Joseph, Job, Moses, Gideon, and Peter that despite weaknesses and failures, we can be used mightily by our all-powerful God because he knows us and he is willing to discuss and debate with us his plans and his reasons for calling us. So yes, all of these men, they did have failures, but they ultimately led to very successful people. So we see that with Joseph, Job, Moses, Gideon, and Peter. So that concludes the the um, characters that have faced failure. Um, let's see if this is going to pull up here. All right, give me one second again. So, um, shifting gears, but be before I close, close that out and shift to another um, focus, it is so important for us to maintain relationships with the people that we know. And we need to use our influence. We don't, we might not need to hang around them every single day, but when we do encounter them, we need to be making sure that we are impacting their lives in a positive way. And for advancing them in the kingdom of God. So let God use you as a tool to be able to speak certain things to create that um, boldness, that power, that influence that the Holy Spirit has given you. And, 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 and let it spill off into the lives of other people. So that's what's important. Okay. Um, so it looks like it's still kind of loading there. Uh, let's see. I want to talk about. Um, I want. I really want to pull up that article, but it doesn't look like it's letting me. And don't want to go to safe mode. Let me see if I could just read the article from the website. So always remember, don't be afraid. 
to speak up for what is right. Okay. We see that Jesus told the Pharisees that they had evil thoughts in their hearts. When they were speaking bad about him, he went and said, you're evil. You had evil thoughts in your hearts. Jesus was bold. And we, we know that the word of God is God's authoritative word for us. And we also know that the word of God is, is his inspiration for us to have. So we, we should be getting inspiration from the word of God. Okay. And so this is imperative to understand that if Jesus was bold, you need to be bold. Don't, you know, go saying things that, um, you know, is not going to have an impact. You, you being, um, sometimes you can say things in a soft spoken way that is meant for people that are timid, that is meant for people that, uh, that have extreme emotional sensitivity, right? And so those individuals, yes, you can say certain things to them, um, in a certain way and still be bold. But I, I, I just believe that it's so important for us to make sure that we're practicing what God was doing while he was on earth. We have to be bold individuals. We have to stand up for what is right, what is correct, right? And so I want to talk about cancer for a minute. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down a little bit more here. And um, and it was so interesting because Pastor Brad, he said, he said that... Um, He's going through some things, but he couldn't let those things interfere with him preaching. But I, I just think that when we're speaking about God, sometimes when I go to church, I be like, well, wait, I mean, I wonder, do the do the pastors ever go through anything? Because they never explain it, right? I know in life, I, I have experience. I, I have went through real life experiences. So God says that you're saved by the blood of the lamb. In the word of your testimony. I think that when I first started the podcast, God wanted me to do this podcast. And so I did it. It was so many confirmations that God gave me. And so the really was the most interesting part about it is the testimonies that I provide. The things that I went through that I explained throughout the entire podcast is like, God is really, really like allowing me to be feel comfortable with my testimony. So sometimes I'll be like thinking, oh, I don't, I don't want to talk about that. But then God say, no, your testimony, other people need to hear it because it allows them to see what you went through and how I helped you. And since I helped you get out of it, they're going to know now what they can do to get out of that situation. And so this is why it's so important. And I, and I see so many pastors that I, sometimes you wouldn't even know what experiences they went through because you never hear them talk about it. All, all, all I ever hear is, oh, yeah, I went through this and I know I went through that. And it was a lot of stress, but I don't hear their testimony. And so it's so important for us in these last days for us to be able to make sure that we're giving the testimony that's coming from our hearts and how God is being glorified through our testimony. Our story are the things that we overcome through the help 
of the Holy Spirit, through the help of God helping us overcome these things. And if we're not sharing them, how are we really impacting people? And so Pastor Brian really kind of impacted me today because he said that he wanted to start a rehabilitation home. But I, that's something that I've been wanting to do for some a long time now. I've been working at rehabilitation facilities and also just in um in the shelters and stuff. Like the last shelter I was working at, they already have a, a two-year uh, program. Well, actually, it's an 18-month program. And, and what Pastor Brad, he was saying today, a three-year program. I actually thought of a three-year program that I would love to do. I think that it's so it, it's imperative to be able to just give back to those who are really, really misfortunate and really, really are misfortunate. Um, people that are really, really lacking in areas. And it's not about the profits. It's not about what residual income you can get. Or, you know, it's, oh, this is more valuable because I get more back in. It's not really about that. It's about, you know, you're really out here and you're making an impact because it's not about the profit. It's about the person. More so that human-to-human contact and engagement. And so um, I think that the misconception is that you know you go to church and you you're expecting to hear the word of God, but I also expect to hear a testimony because as a if you're a pastor, you should be able to give testimonies about what you've been through, what was the situation, what did you experience, and how did God get you through? It's about being very specific on that because we are saved by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And so let me go back to this um this article they were talking about the sanitary napkins they were unsafe according to the study surrounding um this issue it was reported that in a study that sanitary napkins cause cervical cancer ovarian cancer genital cancer and can impact the body including um negatively impacting the reproductive organs as well as the endocrine uh, system um so sanitary napkins including tissues they have dioxins, the dioxin, um, which is our carcinogens that promotes cancer in the body, include uh, bleach-containing components that can also be absorbed through the blood, which can travel back inside of the vagina or into the anal canal. Um, this can also lead to health problems. Um, so there was an actual study regarding the sanitary napkins causing cancer, and I read that article already. But I wanted to shift my focus back here because you see a screenshot here where I had um, uh, the uterine fibroids. And so I had them really bad. They were all over my uterus. And so uh, they were on the outside of my uterus, not just on the inside. They were on the outside. And so this is the actual robotic surgery. And this is the photo here. Um and so I had always used always pads. And I'm, a, I'm very honest about what pads I was using because I know me as a consumer and what I was using. I used always pads and I used Tampax Pearl um, for many years, pretty much the entire time I've been an adult. And so that's what I used. And um, based off of the information, it showed that there are toxic chemicals and recycled plastic. And so all of these things cause this um, harm to your body, your overall health. And so I wanted to talk about, uh, let me go down here. It wasn't that one. I'm, now I'm talking about eugenics. But before 
I'm not I'm not gonna switch focus on to eugenics just yet. I wanted to really talk about uh there there's an article I thought I had published I thought I put put it on here, but apparently it's not on this one. It's on another uh it's on a different one. Let me go to it. So we see in women's health, you have to have what you need to, while, they, while this is loading, I just want to make some confirmations here. In women's health, you want to make sure that you are building relationships. You're maintaining the relationships that you have um, by being proactive, um, speaking situations, talking to people, you know, um, specifically when they are not saved, you're still speaking life into the situations and you're speaking the word of God. Um, you bringing about change by being bold. Um, so let's see here. I think it was herbal medicine. Herbal medicine versus traditional medicine. I don't know why that isn't on the top here. Why I can't see it. Why isn't it here? Does it make sense to me? So where's the article at? Hold on a second. It should have been here. I don't see it. Here we go. Um, had to type it in though. It's not on the front page. Okay. So what I'll do is I'll link this page to the other page. Okay, so we see that um, okay, so there's a couple different articles here. That's when I talked about Dr. CV. Please read the herbs and medicines. That's not it. That's not it. Okay, here we go. Okay, here's the other article. So I have both of these articles now. So, fighting cancer with apricot seeds. It was an article. Um, so, this article is basically by Templeton Wellness Foundation. And so, the Templeton Wellness Foundation, let me read it here. It's, so, it says, it's hard to imagine the controversy uh, that a simple natural seed has long stirred up for years in the medical community. But the heated debate about the effectiveness of apricot kernel therapy, also known as Latrial, and treating cancer rage, rages on. So the issue is that 
Um, basically, to sum up this article, vitamin B17 are found in the peaches of apricot kernels, basically like the little almonds inside of the inside of the peach. Um, these uh, properties have been uh, shown to have anti-cancer agents, basically um, destroying the cancer cells. Um, it basically targets the cancer inside of the patient. And so apricot seeds are something that cures cancer. So this is what it, it does. But many people, um, we, we don't see this on the front page of the news or anything like that. Because, you know, it's in order for you to feed people with pharmaceuticals, you need sick people, right? You need to have sick people in order to provide them with medicine. If you don't have sick people, then you don't need, you're not going to provide them with medicine. And so the pharmaceutical industry are making about $65 million a minute um, based off of what their income is. And so with that being said, we see that it's um, so important for us to all understand that uh, Okay, so we see that God wants us, God wants us to be aware of what's happening in this world. And so right now, pharmaceutical companies are no longer in high demand, right? And I know many are probably saying like, well, why aren't they in high demand? Everyone that is sick have medicine that they take. Well, yes, this is true. But many of the current medicines are being altered by CRISPR technology and so the more and more i um investigate CRISPR technology it really makes me think about the motive of my professors at school like it, it just really didn't make any sense to me like i am like one of the number one students in class <laughs> i finished my research i work really hard i do doubles when i'm studying right and it's like what is what do he talk what does he be talk what it just doesn't make any sense all of this stuff he says that okay so one instance he said that he doesn't understand anything in my research when he hadn't read it i i gave it to him and uh i sent it over in april 19th he didn't read it at all he tried to make a complaint about you know, not understanding this and understanding that, but it's so clear um, what I'm discussing there. And so I purposely sent over a PowerPoint to see if he could help me with one thing in it. So I, I messed up one thing and I said, well, I did that on purpose. I actually started, I was like, I actually submitted that because I wanted some help. I asked for your help and you didn't help. And so that was the PowerPoint. It was on about like maybe 20 slides. But my actual research is about uh, 140 pages long. And so I have so much, I've collected so much data and I've analyzed my findings and everything. So he hasn't, he hasn't read it. And I think I'm like going through all of this because he didn't want to read it. So many times we find in, um, with certain professors, I'm not going to say academic institutions because all of them are not the same. And I will say that my school thus far have not been one of those type of institutions. 
I feel that, you know, he has some type of um, sovereignty over them or something that he's holding over their head because he literally was in class saying that um, he said that most universities will love to fire their professors. But they can't. And I don't know why he just said it. I guess he, he knew what complaint he was going to do with me the next day. So it was just kind of weird. Um, but that's something that he said. He said that they want to fire professors. And I'm like, why would they want to fire professors for no reason? Like, you have to have a reason. So I'm sure that since all of these lies have now been um, appealed and I've provided evidence basically basically emails to support my appeal um but i'm sure this isn't his first time doing this 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 couldn't be there is no way that a professor with this type of attitude has been not getting he's been getting away with doing this for a long time i could not possibly be the first student there is no way it's no way. Not with the attitude that he has. He has like, look, I don't care if you they you catch me in a lie. I still don't care. I'm not helping you do anything. That's how his attitude is. And so, like, this isn't not. It couldn't be his first time doing this. So, I would just really like to find out what would what's gonna happen as far as the findings and and the, as far as the the final decision on this appeal. But um. Going back here is like pharmaceutical companies are no longer really um, no, no longer that prevalent in society. They are being used. They are being used by CRISPR technology. So many of the current medications are being re revised to alter the human genetic DNA of um people and the way that this is being done is through the altering of medications to alter certain genes in the medication to crispr um generated genes so whether that be a uh, different mrna strands um it's still crispr uh genetic uh gene manipulation or some type of crispr technology or of cast systems that is taking place in order to change the actual medicine so apricot seed there is a cure for cancer but also when when you think about um not just the apricot seeds itself i have also the apricot seeds um reviews that people are submitting online so there are about 19 different reviews and also in the other article it talks about uh, if you, let me see, I thought I had it here. It doesn't look like it. Oh yeah, I did, here it go. Okay, so that's that's after the other article. So um, what I'll do is, hopefully I can finish some of this tomorrow. I would like to, um, talk finish up some of the administration waste from the toxic links article and also talk about some of uh how cancer can you know pretty much stay in the body and the person can still survive based off of statistics 
And so, um, but before I get into that, I'm going to um, have to talk about some of, let's see. Yeah, I'm going to finish up the Toxic Links article. I'm going to try to talk about the different um, tissue products. And I did try to order some of the um, Echo Cheeks tissue on Friday. And I couldn't. So that is an Australian-based tissue. And so that tissue, even though that they have made it in Australia, I guess I was under the wrong in interpretation that they will ship to the U.S. So when I went online... I tried to place an order, but it was specific to Australia um, residents. So maybe what I can do is go back and um, upload the contact information where you could request maybe um, an option for them to start shipping their product to the United States. Uh, so that was something that I noticed. I wanted to get some tissue. I ended up having to go to the store and just buy my normal brand tissue. All right. So, all right. I'm at the two hour mark now. Let me go ahead and pray. All right. Thank you all once again for joining me. I know I kind of went off about uh, a couple of things, but it's okay. I just want to make sure that you all stay empowered. You stay encouraged. You understand that you can be bold in this world that we're living in. And um, because Jesus was bold. So don't be afraid. Just know that, you know, um, when you if you see something, you say something. Stand up for what is right. You have to you 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 gotta stand up for something, or otherwise you'll fall for anything in this world. And that's not something you want to do. So let me go ahead and pray. Father God, we come boldly before your throne of grace. We thank you so much for just being a part of our lives. Thank you for giving us your word today. Thank you for allowing me to speak your word today, God. And I just pray, we pray that you allow your word to be fulfilled in our life. You allow your plan, your will, and your purpose to be fulfilled in our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, it is sealed in your home and blood. Amen. All right. Thank you all so much for joining me. Um, if you wanted to become an author, please do send me an email. Um, if you wanted to suggest a topic or make any comments or suggestions about any blog that you see, just go ahead and send me an email and I'll be sure to respond to you as soon as possible. Thank you all so much again for joining me and you all have a good night. I'll see you all tomorrow.